What's up, y'all? You're listening to One Fan's Opinion, the podcast where I offer my views on the Carolina Panthers and North Carolina Tar Heels. I'm your host, Neil Curtis. I'm no expert, but in my opinion, it's a great day to keep pounding. What's up, Panthers fans? Welcome back to One Fan's Opinion. I'm your host, Neil Curtis. Again, it's been a while uh, since I've uh, published a podcast, but a podcast, uh, a lot of running around, a lot of getting my life in order for my move uh, from Busan, South Korea uh, to Tampa, Florida. I got to visit with the family um, a few weeks ago and now back in Busan, back wrapping things up, getting the apartment packed up, cleaned up. Uh, getting things wrapped up at work um, and getting ready to uh, make the big move in three weeks time. So looking forward to that. Um, also, just not a whole lot um, going on uh, through most of July, but now we've got training camp um, is back and we've got uh, football games um, back on. So getting really excited, looking really looking forward to getting back into this. Um, getting some uh, podcasts out there, mostly on reactions, my opinion, uh, my uh, takeaways uh, from what I see going on. I'm not a huge fan of the off-season rumor mill, uh, try to figure out what's going on uh, type of deal, um, at least not just yet on this podcast, but we're looking like what's actually happening. Once we get um, players back in, um, once uh, guys are back uh, to camp, um, working through uh, their training and uh, getting back out to playing football. And we've got that now. So I'm pretty excited, pretty um, uh, really looking forward, sorry, really looking forward to uh, seeing how things are going to go uh, for this season um, and talking about the Carolina Panthers uh, probably on Tuesdays and Probably on Thursdays, looking at the UNC Tar Heel football team. Uh, but for today, uh, it is Tuesday here in Busan, and so that means Carolina Panthers podcast. And this morning, I'm just going to do a real quick take, uh, probably nothing too deep dive. Again, that's kind of uh, the goal, kind of the uh, the um, purpose behind these podcasts right now is our. I'm doing them on my drive into work, uh, really, like quite literally I'm on my way into work right now. So they're shorter. Uh, they're not super in-depth um, and hard-hitting, but they're just kind of my quick thoughts, uh, quick reactions to what I've seen going on um, and, and just straight up an opinion. Uh, and this morning, I kind of want to talk a little bit about and kind of looking at the um, edge rush situation for the Carolina Panthers. We all know um, we've got Brian Burns um, still on the roster, but going starting uh, to really get uh, into the con- some contract negotiations. And kudos to Brian Burns, man, for uh, putting out, uh, talking about uh, what's been going on, how he's been approaching the situation, and the fact that, um, as he said, the thought of sitting out and the thought of not coming in practicing, not being with the team, never crossed his mind. Uh, so important to him to be with the team, uh, to get the time in, to play football. It's a game he loves. 
and to really just be at it the entire time while negotiating and not try to, you know, a holdout, go through a holdout. So kudos to that guy. I really uh, like his approach. Uh, I like him more and more every year. Uh, not 100% honest, like my initial take uh, four years ago when they drafted him uh, in the first round, I thought, you know, maybe not exactly who I would have taken as a first round pick. Uh, looked to me like more of a second rounder. Uh, watching his film, I always thought he was much more of a disruptor in the backfield than he was uh, a sack um, leader, sack artist. I uh, thought he got back there really kind of like screwed up plays, uh, got the quarterback off his game. Um, and was great at that, but I didn't see from what I had watched of his college film a lot of real finishing. Um, really kind of finishing off with that quarterback sack and uh, completing the play. And so for that, I just, like, not that he wasn't a good player, but just to me was not quite, if I was going to spend a first-round pick, not who I would spend the first-round pick on. Uh, for those types of picks, I would much rather have, like, hit hard at somebody who, like, uh, just dominates at that position and always finishes uh, the plays off. Uh, with that sack. Need that. Come on. Sorry, getting uh, nudged out of my lane by another car. Told you. Driving to work. Korea is crazy. So, great. Hopefully, and as far as, you know, all the reports go, it looks like a deal will get done. We'll see just how painful that deal is. Uh, but a deal will get done. So, Brian Burns will be a around for the foreseeable future. It's the other side that's uh, been the worry. Um, and it's been a worry ever since uh, we, like, we let Hassan Reddit go. Which, uh, in my opinion, should have locked that guy up um, right away. He's been a tremendous force on Philly. But uh, we didn't. And so I think now we're kind of like uh, feeling the after effects of that. Not kind of securing somebody when we had them in the building. And uh, really in a kind of hunt mode, looking for that guy opposite Brian Burns. We've kind of been led to believe and guy uh, told that uh, the Panthers had maybe not found that person, but definitely had someone with potential and promise when they drafted DJ Johnson um, in the draft this past May. Uh, uh, product out Oregon, redshirt senior, played five, maybe six seasons with the COVID season uh, using the uh, return um, on COVID year and really like logged a lot of time um, in college. Makes him a little bit older, definitely much more experienced than most. Um, traded up to get him, so we gave up an extra pick. So we didn't, we didn't just get drafted, we gave up two draft picks to get him. Um, but now, um, in the past two weeks, we have signed two more outside linebackers. Uh, Pro Bowl level uh, linebackers, uh, Justin Houston and Deion Jones. Uh, three high level uh, competitive uh, linebackers uh, definitely will bring a veteran presence. Uh, definitely a lot of experience uh, to that and very excited for um, getting them on board and getting them in the locker room, but also concerned that 
if we're signing these types of guys, and according to other folks, Joe Pearson, I think, um, in particular, uh, has been one to mention it, um, maybe Daniel Jeremiah, Carolina still got their eyes open for an edge rusher to add to it. So not only like are, have we signed uh, these two two linebackers, uh, veteran linebackers, to come in and perform or uh, compete. But suppose we're still looking for um, an edge uh, rusher opposite Brian Burns, which leads me to question, then what happened to DJ Johnson? Uh, we heard so much about him during the draft and after the draft. And to be honest, I have not heard a single thing about him through training camp. Um He's supposed to be, you know, this high upside, high motor, uh, run hot type of dude. And I haven't heard anything about him. Uh, maybe that's a good thing because he's kept, kept himself out of trouble and he's like worked to deliberately uh, say that way. But who would have thought that somebody who, uh, that rookie who was drafted in later round, um, maybe wanted to work uh, to. Uh, showcase what they could do, uh, really get their name um, in front of the coaches, would be just going all out uh, through training camp and doing everything they could do to showcase uh, their ability. And to be honest, I haven't heard anything about that from DJ Johnson, which makes me even more sad. I was upset uh, when it happened uh, to see the Panthers move up and then uh, take Johnson over uh, some other options, especially I think what a lot of people thought was going to happen was Darnell Washington at tight end. Uh, but instead, we went with, with Johnson, who could have been, you know, uh, even a later round pick probably, and saved us uh, one of our picks. And we probably could have sat where we were at, uh, where we had moved up, I think it was from 90. We could have sat there because we traded with Pittsburgh, who at 90 took Darnell Washington. I think we could have sat, possibly, taken Darnell Washington, picked up DJ later on uh, in the round, and then continued on with our uh, later on in the draft, and then continue with the rest of our draft as well. Instead of giving up two picks for one guy who doesn't seem to be doing much uh, in training camp and doesn't and uh, has prompted front office to make moves and bring in two veteran linebackers uh, to supplement the edge rush, uh, it's kind of, uh, that, that worries me, that concerns me, and I mean, obviously I hope that this is wrong, I hope that like he's actually going to pan out just fine, he's going to end up being a strong contributor, uh, and kind of... Um, be a force uh, opposite Brian Burns, either taking pressure off of Burns or uh, taking advantage of the pressure that Burns is applying on the other side to get to rack up his own um, numbers and get to the quarterback and uh, disrupt uh, plays. But obviously, that's why I hope happens. But given the short trend I'm seeing already, my opinion is yes not looking great and those two draft picks we gave up to grab him are looking like an even higher cost than they happen so like i said that's my opinion uh, on what i see happening uh 
love the fact that we've signed these two outside or these two linebackers, uh, bringing in a veteran presence, Pro Bowl level experience, uh, Super Bowl uh, playoff experience uh, from them, and really helping to fortify the edge. Don't like what it implies about the state, the current state of our edge, in particular with regards to the edge that we drafted uh, just a few months ago. So tell me what you guys think. Uh, do you think he's just, these guys are in as mentors to help bring him along and make sure, you know, he uh, learns uh, the trade, learns uh, NFL, um, and gets brought in, um, at a, you know, brought along by a veteran corp, our veteran linebacker, could really teach him how to uh, uh, perform in the NFL? Or do you think maybe they notice already that he's struggling and they need some help uh, from, from a veteran presence? That's going to do it for me, folks. Um, this, you can catch me on Twitter, or sorry, on X, uh, at UNC Navy. Uh, zero three. Uh, you can also follow me on Instagram um, at one fan's opinion. I will talk to you later.